comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. John, I think I need help. With? I've I've fallen back into the deep descents of uh high high end adult collectibles uh related to the Marvel universe. Now when you say adult, does that mean like a naked Scarlet Witch? No, it means I went to Walmart and walked down the toy aisle and they had some really cool Captain America Marvel Legends and I bought them. Are you happy? Oh man, I am happy because I enjoy hunting for toys for you as much <laughs> as much as you do uh those the legends look really good and i tell you the the packaging went a long way yeah you know they they were always good figures but now those matte black boxes you know they give it that extra touch of class yeah and in, instead of creating all the crazy variants i will give them props for this it used to be you know they'd have a line and there'd be like six or seven in a line and there would be a lot of variants you know you'd get like the the white costume versus the red costume kind of thing. And they've actually started putting like multiple heads and multiple hands and stuff like that in there, uh, which is kind of like the, the star Wars black series is doing that. But, but yeah, so I, I, uh, a while back when that line first started the, the captain America ones, that is, I got the world war two era cap and then it kind of went dry for a while. And I kind of had some budget issues. So I, 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 I pulled back reluctantly. I kind of went cold Turkey and uh, things kind of looked up a little bit. I had a little bit extra cash, and I was kind of wandering through Target, and uh, I saw they had the Captain America Winter Soldier Steve Rogers, like the the Super Soldier cap, like we saw in the comics, uh, the movie version with the with the shield, you know, the 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 gray shield or whatever it is, where the paint's kind of rubbed off it, and the uh, the Winter Soldier with the dual heads, which is cool because the one head has the uh, you know the bandana on the on on it covering his his mouth and the other one is open uh it's just, they're just both really well sculpted so i uh i bit the bullet nice i saw the uh and i mentioned this to you because i was trying to lure you in <laughs> little did i know you were already in <laughs> uh the falcon the movie version falcon marvel uh what's the big the select. is it elite select yeah. right select i always get that confused uh, i mean it looks great they're they're really uh it seems like they took a lot of time on this whole Captain America series, you know, with good reason. It's become so popular. Yeah. But uh, really nice stuff. Yeah, the the Black Widow apparently is the one to look out for. And, and my brother, it's funny, my brother's a manager at Toys R Us in Houston. And um, he's such an a-hole, he doesn't like, he never he never looks out for me. So I think I'm going to send him a text message and be like, if you find this, I will drive there and give you the money like ASAP. Just buy it for me, you jackass. <laughs> so wait till the uh i'm sure we're less than a year away from uh agents of shield figures yeah that's i guess that's the we, we kind of traded that uh emails about that a little bit i guess in 2015 one of the lines they're doing they're doing two avengers lines that i guess were previous years that got scrapped and pushed 
Um, so they're doing a Maria Hill, which is actual Kobe Smulders Maria Hill, and Agent Coulson. And not just Agent Coulson, but it's two heads for Agent Coulson. One uh, regular and one with the sunglasses on. Uh, and it comes with nice. the it comes with the destroyer gun, which was just awesome. So yeah, uh, well, they have to give you some uh, props because you know he only wears one suit. Yes, yes. So yes. <laughs> they they couldn't change any of the wardrobe. Yeah, yeah. Unless there was a, a variant version with a Chitari uh, spear through his heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be that would actually be pretty cool to be honest with you. Um, but it sounds like we're having a better week. I don't know if you do. You follow Chloe Bennett on Twitter, John? I I do. I haven't seen much from her. I guess I haven't been paying attention, is what I'm uh, trying to say. But yes, I do. So I think we both had a better week than her because yesterday she tweeted out that apparently some homeless man uh, showed him her showed her his junk, um, and offered her a cinnamon swirl bagel or what was left of it. So I uh, I feel like I'm 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 winning this week. Uh, since right. I wasn't uh, exposed to that, no. Isn't that a Godfather line? Like, take the bagel, leave the junk, or something. <laughs> if not, it should have been. Yeah, something like that. So that's all we have for this week on <laughs> toys and bum junk. <laughs> uh, no, there is a ton of of news uh, this week to talk about. This is. Uh, it's all connected, by the way. Yes, it is. Thank you. You're welcome, Russ, and uh, this is John, and we're back. No, it's not our It's All Connected special show that we've been planning for several months, but uh, we had a ton of news that kind of backed up on us. Yeah, yeah, we you know, we had a detour for Guardians of the Galaxy, which was a great episode. I listened to it on the way home today, um, and I, I guess maybe we could just start with, I, I don't, I don't want to, you know, derail the show and talk too much Guardians, but... One of the things uh, in looking at the numbers and stuff is it's actually outpacing box office-wise Captain America the Winter Soldier, which I thought was uh, pretty incredible. That I think after 18 days, it's like $25 million ahead of where Cap 2 was at, you know, at the same amount of days at the box office. Yeah, I think we're going to see that exponential growth effect. You know, I mean, it doesn't even mean that Guardians is a better movie than Winter Soldier. It just means the success of Winter Soldier, you know, brought some momentum with it into Guardians. I mean, that's my opinion. Sure. Yeah, no, and, absolutely. Uh, yeah, and Guardians is another very strong movie that, you know, we, we you all heard us uh, gush over it. it. It's amazing, you know, they've managed to make Groot and Rocket Raccoon like household names. Yeah. And, and I wondered, you know, I wondered years back, like, we talked about this a little bit before on the show, you know, like... They have no use of the X-Men. They have no use of the Fantastic Four. They've already done Avengers, Hulk, Captain America, Iron Man, blah, blah, blah. So now they're really going to start getting into the more obscure. And I wondered if they were going to be able to, you know, keep this up. And certainly there isn't much, you know, Guardians is as obscure as any title that they could make a movie on. And, you know, they nailed it. So Yeah, yeah. I don't think anybody foresaw that at all. So kudos to... Kevin Feige and Marvel and um, all those guys, because uh, I, I think that just bodes well for what's to come. Yes. Maybe before we jump into uh, all the news that we wanted to talk about tonight, I, I just wanted to shout out uh, new friends of ours at the AOSfans.com blog and website. Uh, they're good people. They they agreed to sort of team up with us and and 
you know, hopefully we'll have some maybe events or prizes or different things going on. And uh, they have a great site. It's Shield-focused. There's tons of news, pictures. Uh, they review every episode, you know, the day after they air, usually, or right after they air. Uh, there's a separate spoiler section. It's really one of the good sites where we've, you know, we've even gone there and used it for for uh, to review an episode to help us, you know, remember what happened and grabbing, you know, great pictures and, and uh, filming stuff. And, and it's a lot of fun to just, you know, sort of form a community of like-minded uh, geeks, if you will. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, check out AOSFans.com. Their Twitter is also at uh, AOSFans. And like I said, we're just kind of mentioning each other back and forth and spreading the love a little bit. And maybe in the future we'll have some sort of joint efforts, maybe have some of them on the show. Maybe we'll do a guest blog on their site. You know, things like that. Just spreading the love. Absolutely. Well, it looks like Ant-Man has officially begun shooting. So it looks like on 818, I guess, is when the the lens, uh, start, you know, they started to, to go full bore on that. And uh, it's about time. I mean, the movie's less than a year away, and uh, they're just now starting to shoot, And which is, I would imagine, is going to be a fairly effects-laden endeavor with the whole, you know, shrinking and growing thing. I guess there was there was some I guess it was an Instagram or some uh, Twitter picture or something of uh, set stuff that leaked out. I guess Marvel officially leaked out a, a not leaked. I guess if Marvel did it, but they put out a picture of Paul Rudd uh, against the Golden Gate Bridge, and it looked like he had a hoodie. And it, it, I, I hate to say controversy because that just makes it sound way more important than it probably really is. But it seemed like a lot. There was some negative backlash for it, and I was I I didn't understand that i mean to me it just looked like a picture of paul rudd shooting a movie and uh yeah there was really nothing you know telling or spoilerish yeah. or, or anything like that i mean if anything maybe it looks like he's on the run a little bit you know yeah. like he had the hoodie you know up and sort of looking incognito but yeah. uh nothing besides that yeah i just thought it was cool that we're actually seeing that they're really and truly shooting this thing <laughs> yeah um and then I guess uh, Evangeline Lilly uh, put an Instagram picture out of her today with her bobbed haircut, looking a lot like uh, Janet Van Dyne, even though her character is named Hope Van Dyne. And I think the the premise is she's the daughter of Hank Pym, played by Michael Douglas. Um, but she looks very much like the Janet Van Dyne Wasp character that we know from the from the comics. Yeah, and I'm I'm glad she is continuing to sort of embrace her involvement because I think she kind of got a raw deal. Like, she yeah. was added late to the process, and they sort of rushed her off to San Diego, and she really had no clue what to do or say. Um, and there was maybe some negative feelings about her, like, mailing it in or having no clue about the comics and, you know, stuff that fanboys will say. Um, so she seems to be embracing it since then, and... And uh, and getting more involved, she's active on Twitter as well, so you get to see some fun stuff from her. Yeah, um, I never really get the whole negative backlash, you know, people, and it's like, oh, they didn't read the comic or they weren't fans of the material. And I would rather them be honest and be like, nope, never read it, don't know much about it, but I'm excited to do it. Rather than sometimes you get those people that are like, oh yeah, I used to read those comics when I was a kid, and yet. Or, or, you know, I'm into it or whatever. And then when they're, you know, kind of probed a little bit, you could tell they obviously lied um, and have no clue about any of this stuff. So, you know, to me, I'd just rather it's just like be honest with, you know, nobody expects you to know, you know, everything, even if you're into comics. I mean, you're not going to know every character out there and, you know, you're an actor and that's what you do. And, you know, you're just playing a part. 
uh, funny story. I'll, I don't want to derail too much, but uh, the first New York Comic Con that I uh, went to as a as a member of our podcast uh, was the first big Walking Dead panel for the television show. Season one had not aired yet, so this is like mid October. Season one is just about to air. I think they did it on Halloween for the premiere, or they right did. around yeah. that area, right? And um, the actress who plays Laurie, and I've said her name a thousand times, but I won't recall it now, but Russ will. Uh, yeah, it's uh, Sarah Wayne Callies. Sarah Wayne Callies, right. She <laughs> she is on the panel for the Walking Dead television show at New York Comic Con and says something like, I never realized that comics were literature. <laughs> <laughs> and the place was like what <laughs> what did you just say to a gigantic room full of geeks um but you know just to your point you know it's okay to you don't have to pretend that it's been your lifetime dream to play this comic character i mean yeah it's a job you can come to love it after exactly what I wanted to ask you was, do you have any idea why it wouldn't be Janet and why they went with Hope? Like, is there an angle that I'm missing? Is The only thing I can think of is just because they're going old with Hank Pym, you know, that Michael Douglas is, you know, the older version of Hank Pym. And technically, like, if, if they make it to be Janet as his wife, maybe they're leaving the door open for almost like an Agent Carter thing, you know, maybe down the road if they want to go TV or spin-off movie where they could do the adventures of, you know, young Ant-Man and right, you know, or any able to, flashbacks. Yeah to, yeah, to cast a young, you know, Janet Van Dyne. Uh that's the only thing I could think of. That's acceptable. And I I look at it too as, you know, the movie just started shooting, so they they don't have anything in the can. They could easily change her name in, you know, before they would even need to say her name in the movie. So, you know, who knows? I mean, it it, it could change. Yeah. Uh, I guess sticking on the with the movie side of things, uh, there's been a little buzz about Doctor Strange, uh, and the word is that the previous script has been completely scrapped. A uh, new script is being written, and allegedly it starts with Doctor Strange being the Sorcerer Supreme right out of the gate, and that there's no origin story, which... I read that article. Um, it's funny, you know, anymore, and, and not just with geek-related stuff, but it just seems like news in general. As you read a headline, and it's like, whoa, wow, that's you know, kind of crazy. And then you read the actual article, and it's like that headline is very misleading because they don't really say what they said in the headline if you actually read the article. And so they didn't make it sound like there wasn't going to be an origin. It's just they said that he would start out as the Sorcerer Supreme. So whether they tell the origin in flashback, whether they you know cut in the middle to tell it, you know, who knows? I, I find it extremely hard to believe that they're not going to add some sort of origin, you know, when you're telling a movie like that, you know, just starting out with this guy, you know, being a full blown, uh, you know, crazy mystical magician, right. uh, with, with these amulets and stuff is probably going to be a tough sell. Cause people are going to feel like they just got put in the middle of something. They don't know what the hell they're even, even watching. Especially since there's been no magic in the Marvel universe, yeah. yet in the movies, yeah, yeah, you know, even even with Guardians, which was kind of like origin light. I mean, we got you know the the opening of the movie. We got you know in five minutes, we got to know everything we need to know about the origin of Star Lord. You know, it, you don't have to you know drag it out for three quarters of the movie, um, but it doesn't mean that it won't be there at all. So, right, and I guess Devin Faraci 
who is famous for, uh, you know, he's the creator of Badass Digest and certainly has an ear to the, uh, you know, to the inside of these things. He sort of confirmed that Marvel wasn't doing any more origin stories. Um, so that added fuel to the fire. Yeah. And, and, and he's, you know, like like you said, it's kind of a bold statement. And I don't know where he would get all of those facts from, but he is a pretty reliable source. So yeah, he's heard something along those lines. But I don't know how you don't do an origin. Like we said earlier, the more obscure these characters are going to get down the road, yeah. it's, I think the origin story becomes more important. Like, I don't need to know that Spider-Man... You know that Peter Parker was bitten by a spider. I don't need to. I know that. You know what I mean. But right. I don't know a damn thing about Black Panther. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I think you know. Again, knowing what we know about that character, again, you could condense the origin down. Doesn't mean it doesn't need to be there at all. So, um, and speaking of Black Panther, I guess Kevin Feige was uh, doing interviews and stuff. I guess foreign press for uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, and uh, he said apparently the 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 movies he gets asked about the most like the characters that that for the next movie or to get their own movie he said that apparently the two he gets asked the most often are Black Panther and Captain Marvel the Carol Danvers Captain Marvel uh, solo movies which I th- I thought was interesting and uh, I I think it's just a matter of time at this point especially Black Panther he seems to be kind of on the rise as a character there's been a lot of talk I you know probably in the last what 10 or 15 years you know Wesley Snipes has kind of jumped in in wanting to play him uh you know time and again and you know we've had a lot of other actors uh, show a lot of uh a, a lot of interest in that character uh he's kind of made a bit of a resurgence in the comics it seems lately uh and and being very you know taken very positively um and Captain Marvel too I think it's you know kind of that girl power thing is is kind of uh, you know, becoming a, you know, a thing in comics where, you know, there's there's kind of the rise of the female writer and, you know, push for, you know, more female characters and things like that. And so she's kind of a big one, too. So uh, I can't see them doing a Captain Marvel movie before a, a Black Widow movie. But I don't I mean, what do you think? I would the only question I have about um, a Black Widow movie would be maybe ScarJo has more commitments and something might get done before that just because of her schedule. Right. The interesting thing about Captain Marvel is uh, the name that gets bandied about is Katie Sackhoff. Um, And if we're learning anything about these rumors, it's sort of where there's smoke, there seems to be fire. Yeah. Uh, Vin Diesel, yes, he is connected with Marvel movies. And The Rock, yes, is going to be Shazam or Black Adam. (laughs) So... Maybe there's something to the fact that she's been very interested in in the Captain Marvel role. And recently she sort of uh, cryptically tweeted that she was maybe going to do like a quick little superhero project. And it wasn't what we thought, but it... I forget how she worded it exactly, but it almost sounded like maybe she was shooting a little Captain Marvel bit that would be like on the tail end of something or a cameo or... You know, something quick. A one-shot, perhaps? Perhaps a one-shot. Perhaps, uh, you know, I don't know. You know, I keep thinking, when I see those posters of 8 million Ultrons, you know, I don't know, maybe there's some reinforcements in Avengers 2. Yeah. You know, who knows? But that would be great. I mean, I'm a, anybody who's a Battlestar Galactica fan, uh, 
you know, would love to see Katie Sackoff involved in, in something like Captain Marvel. That would be awesome. Yeah, and w- one of the things I think they could probably get a lot of mileage out, and I know they did it in the comics when they started her series, I guess it was a couple years ago. I think um, uh, I think it was when Kelly Sue DeConnick took over the writing, and I'm trying to think of who the, who the artist was, but they did a lot of those... Uh, World War II, uh, you know, when, uh, you know, uh, Rosie the Riveter type of of parodies where, yes. you know, they, they did Captain Marvel in those poses um, and in in that style. And I think if if they ever decided to go movie with that, they could, uh, you know, from a marketing perspective, that would be an easy and awesome way to kind of get the word out as to what, you know, maybe that movie is about. So and that's really uh, the modern versions of of Captain Marvel are like really visually striking. Yeah. Good looking. You know, you wouldn't have to change much to put that in a live action movie and it would be totally awesome in a cosmic movie, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But uh hopefully you know the sky's the limit right now. We're pretty much getting everything we've ever hoped for. So oh. Yeah, I uh you know with Guardians, you know, pushing you know, towards 300 million from a completely unknown property um, about a raccoon in a tree. I think Marvel at this point can pretty much do whatever they want, and they know they're at least gonna break even on it at worst, and at best, you know, double double down on it. So um, they could afford to, I guess, take risks. I, I personally think that after as good as Captain America: and The Winter Soldier did, as good as Guardians of the Galaxy did, given Lucy made over a hundred, I think it's pushing like 140 million worldwide on almost no press at all. I think they're just trying to work the deal out with ScarJo to get her to commit to a Black Widow movie, and in just until the you know the ink is on paper, they're probably just not going to announce it officially. But they got to be wanting to lock her down to get that movie out because I I that has got to be you know again another you know 200 250 domestic easy movie. Yeah, she's a she's reached that star level, you know, like there will be ScarJo fans that show up that know nothing about Marvel Comics or haven't seen the Avengers or yeah. you know, she's reached almost like that Angelina Jolie type level where anything she's in is going to make some money and she's got that built-in fan base. Yeah. Absolutely. Now she's got another mouth to feed, so, you know, she may need the she may need the cash. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so the only, I guess we could, uh, oh, uh, before we switch gears to TV, um, so Captain America, the Winter Soldier is coming out on Blu-ray the same day, we've talked about it before, the same day as, uh, as the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. season one, which in the United States is September 9th. Um, we always joke that longtime listener and friend of the network, not just the show, but the network, uh, Callum Reavy from Australia is from the future. And, uh. (laughs) He had a comment on our Facebook page, the It's All Connected Facebook page, um, and I'll read it. Uh, I'll, I'll just I'll read the whole thing because it was just kind of I, I kind of commented a funny back to him. But um, he said a comment. He said, bought Winter Soldier DVD yesterday, watched it again last night. It is still awesome and a little more enjoyable on a second watch as you know, there are thing as you know where things are going. It also made me really appreciate the connection between the movie and the S.H.I.E.L.D. show. Now that I can see how it is all connected and the fallout from the movie that we saw in the show, uh, hashtag Hail Hydra. So I tweeted back that he truly is from the future because we have not gotten uh, Captain America the Winter Soldier on any kind of physical medium in the United States yet. So 
Yeah. It is available now. Um, I think iTunes and Vudu and those outlets have it available digitally. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's great. I can't wait to... Uh, I'm actually looking forward to the commentary, which I, I hate commentaries. But uh, it's just a long time to sit in my computer seat. But <laughs> but yeah. uh, I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I, I've resisted getting most of the Phase 2 movies so far, but I'm, I'm going to have to dip on that one. And, and, you know, worst case, I'll just flip it when the, when the, seri- when the Phase 2 um, whatever gizmo... Uh, What's your guess? If anybody's clueless to what we're... We, we sometimes think that everybody's in on our email threads. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> phase 1 was in a giant... Uh, briefcase the uh the briefcase with the tesseract cube in it uh and that had all the phase one movies what's your quick guess for the phase two set uh maybe an ultron head like something related to ultron maybe it's it's probably a smart guess to go with ultron i don't know if they're gonna go the head though everybody goes with the head yeah and it's geez you can get an electro head yeah yeah oh that's that thing is terrible oh my gosh um, it would be awesome if, um, if between now and the end of phase two, they really introduced the, uh, infinity gauntlet. Yeah. And that was it. But, uh, I don't, I think that's more of a phase three. Yeah, probably so. I, I you know, I'm trying to think of, you know, what would kind of be all encompassing that would fit the whole phase. And there, I, I guess there hasn't really been anything to kind of tie it all together uh you know quite yet and the, yeah the head the only thing bad about the head is you can't really put a, a lot of extra cool goodies in there um and the one thing right. about that phase 1 set was there was just tons of really cool stuff i mean there was you know obviously the cube and and the inside of the suitcase but just all of the the you know the file folders and you know uh acetate overlays and all that kind of cool stuff uh which you could go to youtube.com/hhwlod podcast network and check out my uh unboxing video if you want to see more Yes, nicely done. Yes. Always plug in. It's all connected. It is. Um, all right, so back, I guess, TV, before we get into uh, actual Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, uh, it looks like they're doing more Daredevil shooting, uh, I guess, uh, in and around Manhattan, uh, which doesn't surprise me. I, th- I think now it, it's looking like May of 2015. That's when Netflix plans on releasing all 13 episodes. Yeah, I, I think I saw May 15th. Uh, oh, you know what? It might have been May 2015, and I'm confusing my 15s. Um, I did definitely see May, and it was strange. It was sort of a news item that I missed. Um, a few weeks ago, apparently, they announced that it was going to be in May. So I guess that makes sense, right? Because that will be in between what? Well, Avengers... Age of Ultron comes out right. May, May 1st, and then we get Ant-Man, I guess, what, the end of July, I think it is? July 29th or uh, 24th or something like that? Um, yeah, so that would be—I I was just surprised that it would be so close to uh, the launch of Avengers, but I guess maybe they're just hoping the hype for one, uh, you know, hype for Avengers gets people jazzed up to to go home and, you know, fire up Netflix and— or get a subscription to Netflix and and watch Daredevil. So makes sense. I'm hoping once they finish up shooting with Daredevil that within fairly short order we get 
you know confirmation on the on the next one right uh which will be be nice but i guess uh vincent d'onofrio who plays the kingpin uh was has been doing some interviews and looking very kingpin like i must say uh yeah definitely he's got definitely the uh full head shave going and uh I didn't. I, I asked this question when he was announced. I didn't realize how big the guy is. Yeah, I mean, I always knew he was tall, and you know, he was never like a super svelte guy. But it looks like he's he's you know packed on a few to. I don't know if in preparation to play this role or just uh, happenstance, but uh, but he's definitely uh, bigger than he was when he was uh, on Law and Order Criminal um, Criminal Intent. So. Um, but I guess he was he he was doing an interview and they asked him about you know his role and his take on Kingpin and he kind of teased out that m- apparently Marvel has bigger plans or th- the intention is to go bigger with uh, the Daredevil and and some of the characters that they're doing for these Netflix series and he was kind of coy about it and basically you know s- gave the standard Marvel will you know cut my hands off if I say too much um, but you might want to check with Kevin Feige. Uh, so it it definitely sounds like maybe if this thing gets enough juice that we might see Daredevil make the big screen jump again. That would be uh, that'd be fantastic. I'm trying to think as you talk if he would be like a you know a, a supporting role in something. He's really not. I mean, I guess he is an Avenger time you know time to time. Yeah, yeah. Um, it will be interesting, and then we have you know the the defenders is looming, yeah, which is sort of all of the Netflix series uh, combined. So I don't know. I mean, that'd be great. I'd I'd love obviously to get Daredevil back on the big screen. I agree. So the last bit of news, I guess, that we have is there's been a ton of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. casting announcements lately. And I'll be honest with you, I didn't expect there to be that many cast additions. Now, I mean, a lot of these are, uh, you know, recurring players and, you know, folks coming in for maybe do one episode or two episodes. But uh, I wasn't expecting them to have that many S.H.I.E.L.D. agents that were going to become part of the principal cast, or at least on a recurring basis, as we've as we've seen the last few weeks. Yeah, I'm wondering if uh, that means that some of our regulars will be taking more of a backseat, or maybe bite the bullet. Could be. It is. It is um, a Whedon show, so you never yes. know. Yes. Yes. Um, but I guess the, the a couple of the that we have one we'll say for the spoiler section, um, but two on the shield side uh, to talk about really quick. I think are we're big big announcements, at least from my perspective. I, Definitely more well-known than some of the other casting announcements uh, were Lucy Lawless, uh, uh, of course, of uh, Xena fame. And if you're a fan of uh, the Spartacus series, uh, she she was front and center, literally, in in that show quite often. Um, But she's playing a veteran S.H.I.E.L.D. agent called Isabel Hartley. And it sounds like she's going to be... Maybe not a a starring player, but definitely a uh, recurring, quite often character. And it sounds like uh, th- this is who Coulson is kind of bringing in to uh, help him out. I guess c- maybe to take the place of like a Victoria Hand character, you know, somebody that that's been around Shield for a while, and he could and somebody he could trust, obviously. Right. Yeah. That's that's ex- that was exciting news uh, to bring in a name like that. I also saw. 
a tweet going back and forth where um, Ming-Na Wen tweeted to Lucy Lawless that she was so excited to have her aboard that she was going to start watching Spartacus. <laughs> and <laughs> Lucy Lawless tweeted back, just make sure your kids are in bed. <laughs> That's funny. Which I didn't, uh, is I, accurate, yes. Yeah, very much. <laughs> yeah, they're being for quite the shock. Um so yeah, so I thought that was that was a, a cool bit of casting that we got there. Um and then I guess the other big announcement we got, and I'm not sure how many episodes she's gonna gonna appear in, but uh we're getting Bobby Morse, uh who if you're fans of the comic, you know her as the the Avenger Mockingbird. Um and she's more closely associated with and married to at one point uh Hawkeye. She was a big part of the West Coast Avengers, which Hawkeye was kind of the leader of. Uh, that was a big series in the uh, mid or to late '80s into the '90s. Um, so she's she's definitely been uh, a, a fairly prominent character in the Marvel universe the, on the comic side for some time. And she is going to be played by Adrian Palicki, and uh, that name may seem familiar to some of you. She was cast as Wonder Woman in the uh, pilot that never. Uh, saw the light of day that was kind of scrapped the David E. Kelly, a Wonder Woman um, redo that that was going to be on NBC and then it it just never happened. Um, and then nobody could most... get past the pants. Yeah, w- yeah, which was kind of crazy. The pants derailed everything. They didn't put her in the Stars and Stripes underwear. They put her in shiny blue pants, and it <laughs> freaked everybody out. Yeah, I thought she looked pretty pretty spectacular, but that uh, that's just me. Yeah. Um and she was most recently in uh G.I. Joe uh the 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 most recent G.I. Joe movie with The Rock and um Mr. Channing Tatum. Uh so that that we have that. Um this is I guess news that just kind of broke today, but we're getting Brian Patrick Wade, who I'm not familiar with, but he's going to play Carl Crusher Creel. Um, and if you're fans of the comics, you know him as the Absorbing Man, who is a big uh, Thor villain, also an Avengers villain. He was p- part of a very famous, uh, one of, probably one of the best Avengers stories ever uh, in the in the 80s, where the Masters of Evil uh, uh, stormed Avengers Mansion and kind of took it over for a while, which was a really cool story. But he, his power, he usually carries around a wrecking ball. And any he whatever he touches, that's what he becomes. So he's he's always trying to touch Thor's hammer because if he could touch Thor's hammer, then he could be made of the same material as Thor's hammer. Yeah, I would imagine that there will be a wrecking ball somewhere in the episode. I would assume <laughs> so. Yeah, they're definitely gonna. Here's my prediction: they will be on a construction site <laughs> at some point in that episode. Yeah, which. Having him cast uh, gives me hope for a Wrecking Crew appearance or or uh, a, a movie with them as the villains. Maybe the next Thor movie with the Wrecking Crew would be kind of cool. Um, another on the Shield side of things, uh, Henry Simmons is going to play Alfonso Mac McKenzie, uh, and he's billed as a mechanic. Uh, and he is he is a character from the comics who first appeared uh in Nick Fury versus Shield which is an awesome awesome comic it's one of the first uh trade paperbacks i ever got my brother got it for me back like in 1988 or 89 i've had the thing forever um back when your brother liked you and would get you things exactly yeah before he became a uh, Toys R Us managing db um 
Apparently, he doesn't listen to the show either. <laughs> no, no, no. And if he did, he would know. I'm just giving him a hard time. Uh, thanks, Phil. Uh, <laughs> uh, the other bit of casting uh, I thought was pretty interesting was Reed Diamond, uh, who's going to play Daniel Whitehall, where if you're familiar with the comics, especially we've talked about this before, John, uh, the Jonathan Hickman run of uh, of Secret Warriors uh, he was created by Jonathan Hickman, a character called Kraken, who is a big member of Hydra. He wears this crazy armor. He's this huge guy. Uh, probably not going to see anything that elaborate in the show, uh, but he's going to play some uh, the same character in Hydra. And he's billed as an associate of Baron von Strucker, who, again, if you've seen the end scene of Captain America the Winter Soldier and know anything about uh, the upcoming Avengers Age of Ultron, uh, von Strucker plays a, a fairly large role, at least... Uh, at least at the beginning of Avengers Age of Ultron. So that might be our connection uh, to the movie, you know, again, because this will probably be, I don't think they'll have their season finale before Avengers Age of Ultron hits. So this may be like another Captain America Winter Soldier thing where uh, that's how they bridge the two. And I would love to see more Secret Warriors uh, characters brought in because it's such a perfect fit yes. because they're like the young up-and-coming shield agents so it's just a great fit to have these new agents and you know a next wave sort of thing um, they have cool superpowers so that would be really awesome you just want to see Daisy Johnson on the show yeah and yo-yo yeah <laughs> they just have cool powers and uh and it wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't have to force it. It, it right. all makes sense that they're just kind of the powered shield recruits. Right. Uh, and Reed Diamond, I don't know if you're, he's one of those guys, you probably don't recognize his name, but when you see him, it, it's like, oh, that guy, like he's been in everything. Um, If you ever, this is funny, I, I thought I had, to, I had to bring this up. He played a character named Terry on the show The Shield, uh, which if you ever, if you remember the um, Michael Chiklis show, The Shield, uh, he he didn't make it very long in that show, but kind of came back as, as recurring in flashbacks and things like that. Um, so I just thought that was funny that he was on the shield and now he is on agents of shield. Yes. The show that that's why when I try to Google any image for agents of shield, you have to write out agents of shield. Yes. Yes. If you write shield, then you get Michael Chiklis. <laughs> a couple others. Uh, we're getting a character called, uh, or an actor named Nick blood playing, a character named Lance Hunter, whose build is some sort of um, uh, like mercenary assassin. I think he's going to be on the shield side of things. Um, I'm trying not to butcher his name, but Simon Cassianides is going to play a character named Bakshi. And uh, his build is kind of like a villain, kind of like a right-hand man. I don't know if he's going to be like maybe the, uh, you know, whoever whoever the main villain is for this season, you know, kind of that, the muscle character or whatever. Um, he doesn't have an, a comic equivalent, um, so it'd be it'd be interesting to see what they do with him. Um, and I don't know that this uh, Lance Hunter character has a. I couldn't find a comic equivalent for him, and nothing really rang a bell. So, uh, you know, as much ca uh, comic related characters they're bringing in the show, uh, they are bringing in kind of original characters uh, as well, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Besides naming an assassin Hunter. Yes. Exactly. Uh... Shame on you. <laughs> um, but that's that's about all the news I have. I think casting. I mean, again, a lot. There's been a lot going on in the It's All Connected universe 
uh, these days. There's just a ton of stuff going on. It just seems like every day uh, there's something else that dribbles out. And I imagine, you know, as the, the Daredevil shooting kind of gets either into high gear and starts to wind down, we'll probably start to see more and more. I'm waiting for somebody, and it's inevitable, that'll ca- capture some sort of shooting with, uh, you know, the the costume. So, Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. It's been... Like you said, it's been kind of a perfect storm. You have all of the all of the press that Feige and crew are doing for Guardians, and you have Daredevil shooting, and you have S.H.I.E.L.D. shooting, and, you know, it's all sort of coming full steam now. So, fun times. Yep, yep. I think that's, that's about all I had. I didn't really have anything else um, to go on. Again... We're getting close. I think we're about 30 days-ish away from uh, the Season 2 premiere. Uh, almost exactly uh, one month uh, to, uh, from the premiere. So I, th- I think at this point we're going to try and get our It's All Connected uh, episode or episodes in. Uh, I think it's just a matter of lining up the schedules at this point. Uh, and, you know, it's one of those things where we want to do it right. You know, we tend to be... Uh, meticulous planners, and so we we want to make sure we get all our ducks in a row for that show, and not just kind of. What s- Russ is trying to say <laughs> is that Russ and Ken both need to be able to be on for that show. Yes, <laughs> because I will be the proverbial tits on a bull, <laughs> asking all, all of the questions that they would have the answers to. So we need to uh, we need to make sure that we're we're in full full-blown uh, squad for that one. Yeah. Hopefully, Brad, we can do it when, at a time when Brad can be on uh, as well. Uh, so that'll that'll be good. Yes. And before we forget, because we always forget, uh, we are also on Stitcher. So if Stitcher makes it easier for you to listen to podcasts on your phone, you know, just search It's All Connected, and uh, you will find us and all of our network shows there as well. Yep. And we do have a spoiler piece of news, don't we? We do, we do. So if you are if you don't want to hear anything connected to one last casting announcement, um, go ahead and sign off and uh, come back and check us uh, next time. But uh, So here we go. So Kyle MacLachlan, um, famous for Twin Peaks, for Dune, for tons of other stuff. The guy's been an uh, actor forever. Um, he, he was originally uh, billed as playing a character called The Doctor. And not to be confused with that doctor, um, yes, but but the doctor, and uh, since then it's come out that he is going to be playing Sky's dad, and I think at this point it's not even rumor. I think it's pretty much uh, that cat got out of the bag, and I think they've they've pretty much confirmed that's who he's going to play. So that's going to be interesting because the last and first we saw of that character, he was like sitting in a chair, either dripping or bleeding, um, and seemed to have if I recall, like, had really long hair. So uh, I'm curious to see uh, how they how they work that in. Yeah, and that's a bit of news. You know, like we said, we've had all these casting news, and we're sort of announcing that they're playing people that nobody knows anyway, so it's no big deal. But this one is a big deal, and uh, Russ made a good point before we started recording. You know, what if we meet this character and we're... Tw- 15 shows in before they tell us that it's Sky's dad. Maybe that reveal is the finale. You know what I mean? So right. it, it's sort of a bigger spoiler. 
as easily as it got out, I don't think that's the case. I think we're going to find out it's Sky's dad pretty soon into the season. Yeah, I think so as well. But um, I think they would have, you know, they have ways to be more secretive. They could have given him some strange code name or not even announced that he was cast at all, which which happens plenty in TV as well. Yeah. But that is exciting. It's good to know that we're going to get some answers and it's not just going to be a show that keeps you know question after question after question without tying up any ends yeah so yep yep good stuff yeah any any better feel about sky at this point now that we've seen you know a little more cree action and we have a clue that the blue guy is most definitely a cree i would say at this point i you know i really don't i i i I'm still curious to see, you know, what they're going to do with that. Because I don't, I don't, I don't know. Um, you know, they, they've opened the door, you know, as far as aliens go. And that, you know, there's been aliens, you know, on planet. And obviously in Guardians, we've seen plenty of aliens that look, you know, very much human. So, um, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I, I'm, it's still a big mystery for me. I don't really have any, you know, big speculation for who she is. Yeah, I think the fact that the Crees are sort of out of the bag now um, in terms of, you know, we, we saw that half a blue alien on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We didn't know what it is. Now from Guardians of the Galaxy, we know that it's a Cree. So now I don't think she's a Cree. Right, right. That is like the, the worst and dumbest fan logic probably ever. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's how my head works. Well, hopefully we will. Uh, I have a feeling that's not going to linger too much longer. I, I think I think that might be the reveal of season two, just like the Coulson thing was for season one. I don't I don't think it's something like season three or four. If it if the show lasts that long, we're still going to be asking that question. We'll be asking who's her mom. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's that's all I had. Do you anything else you had you want to talk about uh, before we sign off? No, I, I think that's it. This was a great job by you, and uh, it was a ton, ton of stuff to uh, to absorb. So, you know, just looking forward. I, I would assume that, like you said, we're we're definitely going to have the uh, the Winter Soldier movie commentary out around the release date of that Blu-ray, September 9th. Yeah. And then that sort of gives us a very small window to sneak in an all-connected show before Agents of Shield kicks in. But uh, it's possible; you never know. Yeah, I think I think we'll we'll find a way to get it done one one way or the other. Right on. All right. Well, again, thanks everybody for listening to It's All Connected, our uh, news catch-up episode. Uh, you could check out all the episodes that we have, uh, not just on It's All Connected, but all the other great shows. On the network, even if you're so inclined, if you're if you're just a fan of comic TV stuff in general, uh, we just launched our DC TV podcast, which uh, I don't. John and I are not on that one, and uh, I I don't know that we'll we will or will not pop on that at, from time to time. But um, other network members, uh, Jim Dietz and uh, good podcasting friend Daryl Daryl Taylor and uh, Richard Sheldon are on the Zero episode. Uh, so you can check that out at hhwlod.com or check out the Facebook page uh, for the links to the show. 
Um, and again, we got Facebook pages for It's All Connected, um, for the network, for HHWLOD, uh, the podcast network itself. Um, and you can find everything we have all at HHWLOD.com. So until next time when we don't really know what we're going to talk about next time. Um, so st stay tuned. We will catch you later. Yes, it will be exciting. It will. 